Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Us today. Oh, we've got an amazing show in store for you. Plenty of guests in studio. Um, for those on the Facebook live stream, you'll have your opportunity to tune in and uh, and uh, and voice your comments through the the video. Uh, and uh, of course, if anybody wants to call in during the show and ask your own questions, our call in number is eight seven seven four eight zero four one. But let's get started, of course, with our quotes of the day. How can we start the show without our quotes of the day? So let's get going with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. First from the universe. The time will come when you'll see that pretty much everything was better than you thought. That life was more beautiful, people were kinder, greens were greener, and the sky was cleaner. But most of all, you'll see that you were simply stunning every day of your life. Happily, I've always known the universe. (laughs) We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Kind of reminding us that things are actually a lot better than we ever thought they were. And, you know, sometimes we forget. Sometimes, you know, we get too caught up in the minuscule and the minutia of day-to-day life and we forget that actually things are pretty amazing. Even the rain, even the cloudy days, even the, the, the crowded subways during rush hour. There, things are actually a lot better than we realize in the moment. And let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Hmm, an interesting one. Let's see. Words do not teach at all. It is life experience that brings you your knowing. But when you hear words that are a vibrational match to the knowing that you have accumulated, then sometimes it's easier for you to sort it all out. Abraham. Hmm. Quite an interesting quote from Abraham. Um, Talking about, you know, the difference between sort of listening reading, you know, sort of uh, experiencing life secondhand and then um, and then actually experiencing life. You know, it's, it's one thing when you go to these seminars and workshops and you have these experiences and it's like, wow. But then when you take those experiences and you translate them to the things that happen in your own day to day life, like then what you know, what's in your body be, has so much more meaning to it. it. It's like you hear a concept and you know it's true and, and, and you get it. It's logical. It makes sense and it just clicks in your mind. Wow, it's great. But then when you actually experience it, it turns into a much deeper knowing, a much deeper understanding that really gets integrated into your life. And I think that's what Abraham is, is trying to, to, to say here. It's like you can hear, you know, the best advice in the world. But if you don't have the experience to be prepared to hear it, it won't really mean that much to you. But once you've actually had the experience of like the truth of those words, then it's like you will remember it the rest of your life. It will become part of, of, of the fabric of who you are. And so I think that's what Abraham's trying to, to say here is that our life experience is really what brings us our knowing. You know, I, I heard it once said that we learn two ways. We either learn uh, by grace or by karma. <laughs> and we learn by grace is when we can really listen to somebody else's experience and and get it and 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 not make the same mistakes or we live by karma we learn by karma which means we learn by our own mistakes so it's always much better to learn um, by grace but the truth is most of the time we learn by karma Uh, we learn through other we learn through our own mistakes or at least when we do learn by our own mistakes it's much more ingrained in our being and and it's a lesson that we then can impart upon other people because it's so much a part of us now 
So, two uh, interesting quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Um, again, these are today's quotes uh, delivered to my inbox. And, you know, somehow, and I say this every week, but it's so true. They're always so apropos for the guests that I just happen to have on my show that day. Now, today, we have a very special show. It's actually going to be like a panel discussion because I have three amazing uh, people with me here today. And we're going to switch around the video. Ooh, it's going to be a little bit hard. I'm going to have to move the camera, my phone a lot to, to get everybody. But we have three people here, all from the local chapter of Toastmasters known as SEC Rough Riders, which is an amazing chapter. We have Cliff Benfield, who is a senior vice president in wealth management division of Bank of America. He's been providing investment advice and stuff for individuals and organizations for over three decades. He credits Toastmasters with honing his public speaking skills, and he's a former president of SEC Rough Riders chapter. Jack Brown is the current president, and uh, in this role, he continues to promote the Toastmasters mission of developing confident speakers and strong leaders. And as a retired marketing and advertising executive, he now uses these skills to help graduate students develop their own personal brand to help them effectively market themselves to prospective employers. And way over here, we have Sally Grant. And she is a New York-based client relationship director at an Australia and New Zealand banking group limited. She is frequently engaged as an educational speaker on strategies to improve communication, since the theme here, and to accelerate personal professional growth with her Speak Up For Your Success workshop. From 2011 to 2014, she served as treasurer and then president of the SEC Rough Riders chapter. So basically we have one current and two former presidents here, huh? <laughs> Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, everybody. Thanks, Sam. Thank, Thank you. you, Sam. All right. So, uh, oops, uh, got to keep my camera focused. I guess I'm going to start over on uh, my left uh, with uh, Jack, um, who's the current president. Uh, I'm curious, Jack. So, you're now president of SEC Rough Riders. How did you? How long have you been a member of Toastmasters, just in general? Uh. I joined in 2008, fall of 2008, so that, what, is like eight years? Like eight so, years, yeah. okay. And how did you first find out about Toastmasters? Uh, I found out through a friend that I was doing some consulting with, and uh, my previous experience in marketing and advertising, I did a lot of presentations and talks, but when I retired out of that, I wanted to keep the skills going, recommended that I go to Toastmasters, I went there, and now I'm able to, you know, keep those keep those skills up. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Had you heard of Toastmasters before this? Uh, your your friend had told you about it, or was that like the first time you heard about it? No, I had heard of Toastmasters. I've heard it for a number of years. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. I you right. know, initially, like a lot of people, thought it was just a matter of uh, getting up at weddings and saying, "And now the bride and groom." <laughs> but uh, learned pretty quickly that it's much more comprehensive than that in terms of speaking. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. And how about you, Cliff? Well, I joined Toastmasters about three years ago, about a little over two and a half years ago. And I had done quite a bit of public speaking years and years ago. And it's a skill that you have to keep honed. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to join Toastmasters. And gotcha. fortunate for me, the SEC Rough Riders was the first group that I looked at and I uh, looked back. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, Sally, how about you? Well, for me, it's a little different. I think that I just was never very good at public speaking. <laughs> I, I, could, I could get up in front of a group of people and maybe deliver a message in an awkward way, but I was never going to move people or change people's lives. And mm. if anything, my skills started to deteriorate. As, ah. as I think I tried to self-improve, like I uh -huh. can teach myself how to be better right. because I found Toastmasters, I thought it was a bit daunting to join but then I found as I tried to teach myself I just got quite rapidly worse all I wanted to do was try to be not nervous <laughs> right? and, I, and I thought if I could not be nervous then all of a sudden I would be better I'd be good and mm. by focusing on that I just got worse yeah so 
through a friend we found SEC Rough Riders and uh. and went along and and visited the club and and I was seriously daunted and intim- intimidated, but I knew, <laughs> I knew for me at my work, it, it would be a career limiting move not to, at this point, uh-huh. uh, fix this right. somehow. Yeah. So off I went and joined and, and had my ups and downs, uh, but it's, it's been fantastic. I joined in October, 2010. Six years, six Six years years. for me. And I've gotten over a lot of, lot of hurdles and I enjoy it more now if, and I never thought that would be possible. Mm. Um, I sense a little bit of accent there, Sally. Yeah. You're not a native New Yorker, are you? (laughs) No, I'm an Aussie. You're an Aussie. Through and through, mate. Ah, Well, we have, we have a special place in our hearts for Aussies because the, the person who started this station, Giorgio, is originally from Australia and he's now back there as a Buddhist monk. Wow. From Sydney, as a matter of fact. He's back in Sydney, uh, taking care of his parents' stuff. Um, Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, uh, I I mentioned to our guests, I'm not sure if they quite knew, but I, um, you know, have my own background having uh, as a former Toastmasters. But actually, my first experience with public speaking was when I was in college. I was a member of the speech and debate team. And a friend of mine encouraged me to join. And when I joined, the first speech I remember, like getting up and I prepared and everything, I had my index cards, literally had my entire speech written out on my index cards. And when I got up to give the speech for the, for the first time in front of a judge and at a competition, I was so nervous. I looked down at the cards through the whole talk. I mumbled my way through. I couldn't read my own handwriting, so I couldn't even get the whole talk right. And by the end of it, I was sweating bullets. And it was the absolute worst speech I have ever given in my entire life. And that was the good news because after that, I kept practicing and doing it. It only kept getting better and better and better. And so I, I always encourage people who are um, uh, uh, feel they're not that good at doing public speaking to just do it. At least get started. Then you, got, you want training and everything else. But at least try it because the first one you give will be the worst you'll ever do. And then after that, it will just improve. So before we go to break, a quick shout out to our our Facebook live stream watchers. Uh, Julian, great to see you listening. Mark, thank you for tuning in again. Roman, always nice to see you guys on there. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to kind of get into, you know, what's so good about joining a group like Toastmasters? Like, how is that really going to help put, you know, dollars in my pockets, right? Or, you know, what's that going to do to really help me improve my life? So you guys up for that? Absolutely. Ready. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back with Cliff, Jack and Sally, uh, we'll continue on this wonderful adventure talking all about public speaking. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, we're live on TalkingAlternative.com every Thursday, 12 p.m. 
p.m. Eastern Time to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're tuning in now, you get me. And uh, as well as on the Facebook live stream. Thanks to all of our Facebook live stream listeners. Please, if you have questions, please feel free to comment in the comments line and I'll read off your questions during the show. Uh, so, so Cliff, l- l- let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, really just, just the motivation. They say that public speaking is like the top fear. It used to be even people had a greater fear of nuclear war. Uh, the, a greater fear of public speaking than nuclear war. It's probably shifted now since, since then. Now it's probably a greater, a greater fear of public speaking over terrorism or something. So, so why should somebody bother to try and develop this skill? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but just to back to your earlier point, the story I heard was that a number of senior executives were polled to find out their greatest fear, and public speaking was above a slow and painful death. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. One of the advantages is you just don't know when you're going to have the opportunity or the obligation to speak publicly. Yeah. So to have that prepared in advance, and if, if you remember from your Toastmaster training, there's really mm-hmm. two main components to the meeting. Yes. One is prepared speeches, right. and one is spontaneous or extemporaneous speaking. Yeah, I and love the extemporaneous stuff. I do, too. And I, yeah. I think if I've ever had any success at it, it's because I spent a lot of time in trouble as a child. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had to learn to think quick on your feet quick. to get out of trouble, right? <laughs> but those are the two main components. And to Sally's earlier point about trying to practice on your own, it's the feedback that you get in the yeah, meetings. Yeah. And if there's anything that I wasn't really prepared for, a pleasant surprise was the friendships that you develop in an ah, organization like Toastmasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the very simple reason that you're not having casual conversation talking about the game last night. You're talking about something that affected you, that right, very, right. Very, uh, had a great impact on you, right. or stories of your youth. So it's because of that that I think there's so much to offer in Toastmasters. Yeah. So, so Jack, um, I, I see obviously you really believe in this concept of public speaking. Did, 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 uh, and, and you said like uh, back when you were working, you actually had opportunities to do talks in public and then you wanted to kind of keep that going. How did public speaking kind of help you develop in your career? Let's just start there. Because I see now, and, and you're actually like helping graduate students, so you obviously must believe in it if you want the kids to start learning it. Uh, the, the, the answer in part is when I, in marketing and advertising, in, in a lot of the work that I did was presentation oriented, mm-hmm. using PowerPoints and right. demonstrating to people. I thought that going into speaking would just be a logical extension to that. But being able to give a speech within a certain time period is a whole new dynamic. Right, right. And therefore, what you're doing in a presentation where you're importing facts and you slow, in a speech, you have to have a coherent kind of uh, presentation. Right. So from my point of view, I find that when I stand before a group of students or parents or, and talk to them about how this comes about, I need to have my, I'm not doing PowerPoints, so I need right. to be able to effectively communicate to them in a logical and concise way the, the, the points that I'm trying to make. And that does take practice. Yeah. And I think to an earlier comment, because I think your listeners will relate to that fear. We have a saying, or a number of people do at Toastmasters, we all have butterflies yes. when we get up to speak. Yes. The trick is to get them to fly in formation. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I haven't heard and, that one before. And got to use that. We recognize, because even after the number of years I've been in, I have those butterflies when I get up. Yeah. With a lot of people, you get the first two sentences out and you're able to go. Right. But if you recognize, you're going to be nervous. Right. You're you, going to have that, but that's not a big problem and it can actually help you. Right. And, you know, they say that even Frank Sinatra, well into his 70s, before he would get up to perform, before he'd get up to go on stage, he would get so nervous he would throw up backstage every single time. And that was also Al and Alda. Oh, and Alden Alda, yeah. When he, he just would get paralyzed in front of a live audience. audience where he had to talk. Wow. And he just went through it. So, yes, that's not uncommon even with very famous people. Right, right. So, so if, you, if your stomach is in, in knots and doing loop-de-loops, then you're in good company. 
Yes. Um, now, Sally, uh, how about for you? Have you found th- that that focusing on this aspect of public speaking in your life that it has helped you um, in in your career and outside of your career? Yes, no question at all. The mm-hmm. last six years since I joined Toastmasters, things uh-huh. things have changed dramatically. And for me, in the early days, it was about trying to overcome nervousness right? so that I could then start to engage logical, rational <laughs> thought when I'm in that moment and, and delivering a message and speaking, no matter what the forum. Right. And then it, it moved towards, I started to learn you know, that the learnings at Toastmasters are much more than just how to get your voice to, to work. Right, it's it's right. learning how to prepare for a speech, right. for a discussion, for an important right. discussion in the workplace. It might be a performance review discussion in, in, or you might personally be championing a cause and you want to get up and influence people right. and, and help them understand. Learning how to prepare. And in learning how to prepare, I found I started to hone into what my view was about mm. a, a certain topic. In order to be able to deliver an effective message, you have to have a clear view and also then be open to the responses and feedback and in order to be able to then respond and react. So I found for me, I started to prepare differently for everything at work, outside of work. I started to think differently. I started to listen differently. And every week at our Toastmasters Club, we are learning these things in in the different roles that we'll take in each meeting, whether Mm -hmm. you're speaking or evaluating or doing any of the other support roles. Right, right. Timing and... That's right. That's right. But you're, you're just starting to... For, for me, anyway, it was a case of, of deepening my understanding of, of the actual topic at hand, uh, listening, learning how to listen, learning how to absorb, mm. and, and how to respond. Do you remember how it felt when you got up to give your first speech at Toastmasters and then you yes. got, like, feedback? Yes, mm. yes. So my first speech at my icebreaker, yeah, icebreaker at huh? Toastmasters, I delivered it. I, I had to anchor my, uh, almost with a ball and chain, my legs to the <laughs> floor because they wanted to walk out on their own. Uh. They had a mind of their own. <laughs> it was crazy. I'll never forget that. The feedback that I received was shocking mm. to me because to the audience, they didn't see that feedback fear that I was having ah. they didn't see it well not to the same degree right anyway right. they so what, what kind of feedback did you get that the feedback I received was that I appeared calm uh-huh. given it was given it was my icebreaker uh-huh. I received feedback that my the message that I delivered was good the icebreaker is all about introducing yourself mm-hmm. to the crowd people started to get a sense of who I was, uh, that I didn't need the lectern. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, that lectern, Ah. that's gold, you know, (laughs) when you first One place to hide behind, right? That's right. (laughs) Uh, So I received positive feedback that that I would never have seen for myself. Mm. Yet that light was... And then I was able to start to focus on, well, maybe I'm not as bad as I think I am, you know? Maybe it's not <laughs> exactly. such a disaster. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Cliff, how, how about you? Do you remember the, the first talk you gave at Toastmasters? I absolutely do. And it was about how I got to this point. And I talked about where I was born and how many times I moved before the time I was in seventh grade. Uh. And it, to Sally's point, it was kind of a trip down memory lane. You think things through much more deeply. Uh, I know that you're involved with the law of attraction. And, yes. and of course, a big part of that is visualization. Yeah. And it works just as well in public speaking where you right. visualize a positive outcome. And, one and, of the thi- and what kind of feedback did you get? Well, that's the great thing about Toastmasters is the structure that's typically used is what we call the sandwich method. 
mm-hmm. typically the person evaluating you will talk about some of the things that they really liked about your speech. So mm-hmm. that's how it begins. And that's when you start, the heart rate starts to calm down a bit. Yeah. Then they talk about if I were to look for a couple of ways to improve, they'll only focus on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Every one of us, no matter what stage we are in public speaking, always have a lot of room for improvement. But yeah. they'll focus on just a couple of items and then end with some further positive comments. So you yeah. walk away with some instructions, some feedback, and some uh, some critiquing, yeah. but you walk away feeling good about yourself. Uh-huh. Good, good. And and how about you, Jack? What 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 was your first experience like getting up there? Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it uh, one of the real disciplines that I had to learn was there are time limits given for your speech. Yes. Whatever. T- And I'd never had that before because you get people that'll get up and talk and talk and talk or when I was doing presentations. So I had to give my life story. Mm. And so I started off going. And by about the time that they held the red card up, which is a signal you better wrap it up, I'd only Mm. got myself to about the third grade. (laughs) (laughs) So the comments that came back to me and is... Uh, Cliff talked about the sandwich method. What we try to do is, what it, what was good about that? Say something good, and then where might you improve? Because mm-hmm. we're all there in that thing, so you need to say something. I felt sorry for my evaluator because what was he going to say about? <laughs> he talked about um, just you presented well, you had hands and so on, but you know you better learn in terms of timing that you need to improve on that and that's uh, been a, that's been a key lesson for me okay great great um okay you know what i'm going to go out to break a little bit early rather than start a new topic and when we come back i want to talk about where each of you have sort of seen your greatest growth over your period of time uh, in, in being involved in toastmasters and how uh, like how you feel the way you show up now is different than you know those early days when you first got started because sometimes it's easy to forget uh, you know because you're always trying to improve it's easy to forget like how far you've come from where you've started and that's i think an important lesson for people to hear so um again if everyone anyone wants to see the facebook live stream who's listening uh just go to sam lebowitz l-i-e-b-o-w-i-t-z on facebook in new york city and uh if you're one if you're on the live stream and you want to hear the audio uh talkradio.nyc everybody please stay tuned we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to the talking alternative network Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're having a kind of a panel discussion today all about Toastmasters from three uh, representatives of, I believe, the most awarded, Sally, Toastmasters group there is, the SEC Rough Riders chapter of Toastmasters here in New York. Is that true? Well, that's certainly what we believe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's what I told my mother. Ah, Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, there have been some amazing, I, I, I went to one or two meetings a couple of years ago, and just you have amazing, amazing people coming through there. Um, so Sally, uh, what have you seen as the biggest difference in, in your development in terms of uh, public speaking and just, just kind of how it's overflowed into your life in general from where you started when you first joined 
uh, Toastmasters several years ago to, to where you are today? Well, I'm here today with you, Sam. (laughs) That's a good start. And a big shout out to Carol Ward, former uh, host on Talking Alternative, for setting this all up. Yeah, big thanks to Carol. So for me, I think the biggest thing for me is I really enjoy so much more Ah, now. So much more. And I seem to just be putting my hand up for so much more. I'm much more curious about different topics and and what everybody's doing and why. Mm. So it's it's just opened my eyes up to so much more. I think ah. and it, it ties back into what I was mentioning before about how I I do look at things and approach things differently now mm-hmm. than what I used to mm-hmm. in because I I want to get involved and if somebody mm. says well, how about we go do this in, instead of thinking about it it's a yes ah. let's do that and figure it out later so so in the words it's like you've you've kind of gotten more confident yes, yes. that you're you're able to like take action on the spur of the moment much more so rather than trying to justify and figure it out and be all up in your head about it it's like in your body and you're like yeah let's go yeah yeah and that cool. i'm finding that both in in my work life mm-hmm. i'm doing so much more i'm enjoying so much more and mm-hmm. uh, as well as in my personal life beautiful 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 how about you jack where, where have you seen i mean uh uh, uh cliff Sorry, I don't want to have to be swinging the phone too far around. Um, uh, where have you seen like the biggest change in yourself from when you started to where you are now? Well, just to reiterate Sally's point, the confidence level goes up when you yeah. have the ability to do public speaking and, again, practicing extemporaneous speaking. What I like most about it, because I do do public speaking now, is that instead of hoping I'm on that day mm-hmm. and that everything will go well and then mm-hmm. I got a great night's sleep and ate the right amount of food for breakfast and I'm feeling energetic, it doesn't matter how I feel or what the circumstances. I have a procedure that mm. I can follow, both to prepare for a speech and also deliver a speech. Mm. And that can come up whether it's a eulogy, right. God forbid you're in a situation where you have to do that, mm-hmm. or if you're at a cocktail party. You're very conscious of time, and Jack pointed this out earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been at a cocktail party and someone starts to tell a story? And well, well, let's say a wedding home? rather than a yeah. funeral, a eulogy, okay? We'll, we'll make it happy occasions. Better. Yeah. But if you're at a party, sometimes you will talk to mm-hmm. someone, and they will go on and mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. on. So you're very conscious of the time element, and you make your point. And I attribute this to Jack. He was the first to point it out to me. Every story has a point, mm-hmm. and every point has a story. And if you factor that into the equation, you deliver messages a little bit differently. Mm. And that's what I've drawn most from Toastmasters is that Uh. go-to procedure, that Mm -hmm. go-to structure that I can rely on time after time. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful. And 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 so Jack, where uh, for yourself, where do you believe you've seen the most improvement, or where do you feel like you've gotten the most improvement out of it since you've started? Uh, First of all, I'll echo what my two compatriots have talked about come on this is like a presidential debate i got to get you to to argue yeah uh, and uh, and uh, and and getting up and being able to speak and all of a sudden you start without realizing losing a lot of the bad things you did like doing a lot of ums and ahs and so on but to answer your question because i'm retired and i'm working with cause i find that i get the most enjoyment at Mm. toastmasters besides speaking is working with the young people that are coming in or new Uh, members that are coming in and watch them develop, watch them gain confidence. And so it's not uh, about me as much anymore. Maybe we learn this later in life, but how do you get that? So when that person gets up there, gives their icebreaker and people say that was a great job, yeah. That's what I love. The yeah, input it's I kind of being get. more of the mentor. And, and, and we do have a formal mentor there and mentors of everybody, you know, all the new members that come in that work with them on an ongoing basis. Hmm. But it's not just a matter of seeing that they spoke well. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of them lighting up at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I did this. Yeah. And that is really the payback. It's like wow. if we get out and give a a humorous speech and the audience laughs, that's 
the world. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's yeah, whatever yeah. you want. And it's sort of that is kind of the payback a bit right. when you finally realize you achieved it and you can just see their spirits lift. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. What would you say has surprised you most about your involvement in Toastmasters? I think what surprised me the most is, and maybe it's a matter of age and going, yeah. <laughs> is the movement of myself off more of um, my excellence or what I'm doing in the speaking mm-hmm. in terms of saying, how do I help others to do that? So I think uh, I've had more of an attitude change. I try to get as rid of as much ego as possible, mm. uh, but I think as you go that way and you see other people, so that's been a transformation sort of for me. So it's kind of like sh- I, I, shift, shifting on focus from like honing your own skills to really contribution and how do you contribute and, and really help this community that's your chapter at Toastmasters, help the community to improve and, and not just kind of focus on yourself. Exactly. I still want to do a good job speaking. Right, I still want right. to do a good job evaluating. Mm-hmm. But the real thing I'm starting to get out of it is watching other people do that and achieve wow. it. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, how about you, Cliff? What su- surprised you the most about, um, you know, your evolution over your involvement in this, this chapter of Toastmasters? Well, Sam, I alluded to this earlier, and it was Mm -hmm. a very pleasant surprise. It was the friendships that Mm -hmm. you develop. When you're giving speeches, you're telling people about some very personal things that occurred in your life. Yes. Not so personal that you're not willing to tell 20 or 30 people about (laughs) it, but (laughs) personal just the same. Maybe not a story that you've told, even a good friend. But, but, you know, today, especially, like, I'm a big believer and follower of Seth Godin, and he's all about, you know, contributing and putting yourself out there and telling your story and being honest and being true transparent and indeed in today's business world it's like the more authentic you are the more real you are the more you you are personal in a public way the more it makes you unique the more of a following you develop and the more you're really contributing and allowing and giving other people the the excuse to be authentic themselves that's absolutely true. Within the context of, of course, always being politically correct. Yes. <laughs> That's very important today as yeah. well. But uh, back to the point about friendship, you're really opening yourself up. And, mm-hmm. and this is what you mm-hmm. were talking about just now. You're letting someone know what you're really like and, and yeah. some of the fears yeah. and concerns that you have. Sure. And it's, you really get to know someone well when they open up that And way. that can be scary, right? Initially. Well, it can be scary, but you're doing it in front of, a. I think, Carol, we were talking about yeah. that before. She refers to it as you're getting a warm hug from everybody in the ah, audience. It is that like type that. of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about people looking at their phones or rolling right. Their eyes. Right, they're not judging Every, you. No, they want you to succeed, and that's a great way to learn. But then you take that confidence out into the real world, and you can apply it maybe to a group that's not as full of warm hugs. Right, right. <laughs> so it's a very supportive environment to sort of cut your teeth and practice. That then, when you go outside of it, you're you you have more of the mental fortitude to deal with the the not so friendly crowds. Absolutely, and you're not doing it for the first time, time. out there. Right, right, right. Okay. Great, great. And Sally, how about you? What what would you say has been the biggest surprise of your involvement in, in Toastmasters? This is really interesting, actually. For me, the thing that surprised me the most was after my third speech, mm-hmm. and I was still bumbling around <laughs> and nervous and, re- you know, really struggling with it, I felt as though I was uh, so vulnerable and I was sharing the worst of me in a way (laughs) or the most incapable part of me in a way to this group of people. And then after my third speech, when I came back to the club the next time, I was asked if I'd be interested in being treasurer of the club. Ah. I was flabbergasted because in that moment, I thought all these people are seeing of me is the... the worst of me. <laughs> <laughs> and they want and they trust and you with the money. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and in a leadership type of uh. role. And it was so perplexing to me because contrast that with at work at the time, I felt as though I was starting to stagnate mm-hmm. a bit in my career. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely well regarded and everything, but in order for me to move continue to move forward and upward which i wanted to do 
I felt as though in the workplace I was doing everything right and being mm. in control and and capable and strong and on all of those things, yet I wasn't being seen necessarily as having the skills or being ready for mm. a, a leadership or the next step. Yet here I was in this club, absolutely uh, what felt like I was a mess in front of these people, mm. yet what they were seeing, I guess, was the real me mm. and somebody who was having courage yes. to get on with it anyway, right. to keep pushing forward, to to keep learning and trying. So right. it was it was really an interesting t- moment wow. for me at wow. that point. That's, that's incredible. That's great. That's great. So, you know, in some ways, it, it's not about your level of skill or where you come from, but it's your fortitude to kind of stick with it and keep practicing and do better and better and better. You yes. know, like, like uh, when I do public speaking today, like people look at me and go, ah, Sam, you're so good. But they have no clue of how bad I was when I first started. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wonderful. Wonderful. So uh, tell us a little bit about your, your, the chapter. Um, what kind of people are involved in, in the SEC Rough Riders? Yeah, well, this is, it's such a, a fantastic club. We have such diversity mm-hmm. in, in the group. Everything, you know, we have people from different countries, mm-hmm. uh, countries all around the world uh, with English as a second language, mm. lots of our members. Right. We have different age groups, different right. professions. We have people from the finance industry and, and marketing and advertising and, and people who are, are in their own businesses right. and uh, just really diverse group of people right. all also different skill levels right as well right. as as you just mentioned mm-hmm. so we'll have people who are coming in and they're raw you right, know right. with nervousness and wanting to improve others who will come in and get started who will actually be quite advanced in certain aspects maybe they're good at radio but want to start speaking you know to a group of people in front of them and learn those skills so very diverse group which means we all learn from each other so much right great cliff about about how many people are in the chapter well i think at this point we have about 70 Uh, wow a little bit below 70 Yeah. yeah a little bit below 70 is that typical for a chapter well, no, not a typical Toastmasters <laughs> Club in New York, but no. we've been around. We just celebrated our 60th anniversary. 60th, 60th anniversary? anniversary. Yeah. Wow. And, and how long has the organization been around? Since 1956. Yep. Right? 56. Did I do the math correctly? Yeah. yeah 140 <laughs> something. And, um, no, 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 no. 140. No, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought Toastmasters was over a 100-year-old organization. Oh, the organization be. itself. Yeah, the organization. Yes. 1924. 1924. Yeah. So just about almost 100 Close years. to 100 years. Wow. We'd actually wow. started meeting at the Roosevelt Hotel, hence the name Rough Riders. Ah, and where does the SEC come from? Uh, sales Executive Club. Oh. It took me a little while to join the club because I'm in the investment business, and I thought, do I want to hang out with a bunch of people from the SEC? Good one, good one. Okay, all right. Well, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. See, time flies when you're having so much fun. <laughs> um, so when we come back, let's just uh, talk a little bit about how somebody gets involved with the chapter, and we'll let people know if you have any events coming up and how they. Can get in touch with you guys okay so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i'm your host sam Liebowitz, and our guests this hour has been cliff benfield jack brown sally grant and we will be back in just a moment you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. 
talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been talking all this hour about the power and, and the joy of public speaking and how Toastmasters is really one of the best organizations out there that I know of and have personally experienced. Going back to our quote about, you know, kind of personal experience uh, really being the, the key to our understanding and knowledge. Um, have personally experienced, and I, I, I totally, I, I recommend Toastmasters to groups all the time. Uh, so, uh, Jack, if, if somebody, you know, listening to this interview, they, they're kind of curious about it, they want to sort of check things out a little bit, how does somebody learn more about Toastmasters? Well, you can um, do uh, one of two things. You could go to Toastmasters International, which is the, 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 the broad organization. Mm-hmm. For our chapter, you can go to our website, which is seceroughriders.org, okay. and that will take you through all the information that you, that you need to know. Right. So, well, what do you think somebody should know like who's going to come to a meeting for the first time, even just as a guest? Like, what should they expect? Uh, I wanted to pick up a little bit on, on what Sally said. What they should expect is an opportunity to view how a meeting goes. Now, mm. the speaking part, I would say to people that are coming in, primarily that's what they want to do is be able to speak better. Mm-hmm. But Toastmasters offers a broader perspective mm-hmm. because the speakers are just one segment of the meeting right there's evaluators there's people that have to pull it together and so on so what toastmasters really doing is doing communication or speaking but also developing leadership roles Ah. so concurrent with that there are two paths that you can go concurrently so when you're doing your speeches and so on that's improving there but at the same point in time you're encouraged to get into different roles within the club Mm. in both cases you go through and build up points at which you are then awarded certain certain levels so in communication after 10 speeches you get the competent communicator award after doing a number of roles you get a competent leadership award Mm -hmm. most people that come in not only want to speak better but in many cases they're looking to be better leaders in the organization where Uh. they are so i just want to make sure that both of those you know both both of those are addressed and that's what i would say to somebody coming in observe the meeting but also understand that no matter what level people are speaking at we all started off kind of the same way right. and you'll be the same way right wonderful and, and cliff i mean it's, it's really an organization like this is for all levels of speakers right i mean you 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 can be at the absolute beginning you can be a little bit more intermediate or even advanced that there's something for somebody at any level can gain from being involved you're absolutely right sam and as sally pointed out we range anywhere from people who are new to the English language and yeah. are looking to expand their their knowledge and their ability to communicate uh, all the way to professional speakers who are yeah. also members of our club. Mm-hmm. So it's very broad in terms of the experience. Right, right, right. Well, Sally, it sounds like you have a real fan club here. Everyone <laughs> keeps keeps referring back to you. What, what, what do you think is, is uh, like some of the best uh, uh, things about your particular chapter like like how is sec rough riders different from some of the other toastmaster chapters out there our our club operates in a very structured way mm-hmm. uh we 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 have a structure around our agenda every right. week every week's meeting follows uh, an agenda timing we and how long is the meeting it runs from an hour and a half from uh-huh. 12.30 till 2 p.m. Ah, okay. We open the doors at 12. There's lunch. 
Ah. Which is always good. Yeah. Uh, so it just, but I think what what we have, it's a little bit more formal. Our club, right. I would, is probably yeah. okay. a better way to to frame it. And I think having the structure that we have, it provides comfort for for the people coming in to know that within that that structure they'll have one role to play, right. and they'll they'll fairly well not have to worry about what's going on around them. They can right. focus in. Right. They're not going to be thrown, you know, right. by anything happening out of left field. And, and with having like seventy people involved, like mm. you know, in order for things to run smoothly, like everybody really needs to know and kind of you know be mindful of the timing and the different roles and everything else. That's right. I'd, I'd say we have about seventy members. We meet every Thursday, so in every at every meeting, mm-hmm. we need about eighteen or nineteen people to fill the roles to make uh, the meeting run effectively. Uh-huh. And then we'll generally have around twenty five people, give or take, depending, right. at the meetings each week. Right. Right. Okay. Wonderful. And and, and Cliff. Um, uh, what does it take uh, in terms of, of somebody ooh, getting some thumbs up? Uh, what does it take for somebody to get involved, like if someone's interested? Well, the first thing they can do, as Jack was talking about, is go online and learn a little bit more about the organization. But we meet right. at the New York City Bar Association, which is uh, yes, on, on 40, 44th, 44th Street, Street. Yeah. between 5th and 6th. Uh, as Sally mentioned, the doors open at 12. Mm-hmm. And there's lunch, and there's an opportunity to network a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're met at the door by a host or hostess who greets you, and mm-hmm. you pay as a guest twenty dollars to uh, when you arrive. Mm-hmm. And then what you'll see is the the procedure in the meeting is exactly the same every single time. And a lot of mm-hmm. people find comfort in that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice structure uh, when you're leaving an office that may be something less than. Yeah. <laughs> so you walk in, and uh, the meeting begins by a one minute educational speech, to presiding officer. Then we have the toastmaster explain the agenda. We kick off with some extemporaneous speaking. So we have a table topics master who asks questions uh, that no one knows what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And then they're forced to answer them in the next in a minute to two minutes. Mm-hmm. And of course, some people are good. Some people are getting right. even better. Yeah. And then we have the speeches, the evaluations, and then we wrap up the meeting. So it's jam-packed. Every single moment has some action in it. Right, right, right. And 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 Jack, if somebody wants to um, uh, get in, in touch with someone specifically at, at the chapter rather than the overall organization, how would they um, communicate with you guys? Well, they could go on the on the website that I said, the SEC Rough, Rough Riders, Riders or org, yeah. they can send an email to info at secroughriders.org. Okay, great. Okay, so, th- and, and they can ask about, and Carol, who's our public relations person, will get right back to them and, and tell them how to show up and what to be able to do. Right, right. And, and do you guys have uh, any special events coming up you want to talk about? On November the 10th, we have an open house. Ah. And we welcome anybody that is interested in, mm-hmm. uh, in Toastmasters and, uh, of course, our chapter uh, to come join us. We mm-hmm. will run an abbreviated meeting. Okay. And then we will spend time talking to these people and asking who's ever in there any questions they may have, give them directions and so on. Mm-hmm. And we'll have uh, a buffet and an opportunity to really talk to them rather than just doing a meeting and having them walk out. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So it sounds like a great opportunity for, for people to come in and kind of explore and get a, a little bit of a taste for Toastmasters. Correct. Wonderful. So, so Sally, since you're our, our Aussie, uh, <laughs> we'll put you as our international representative in a way because, you know, our, our, our audience online is, is very international, as I mentioned. Toastmasters is an international organization, isn't it? Yes, it is. There are around 13,000 clubs around wow, the world. 13,000 around. How many different countries are there in? Would you guess? I don't know, Sam, but but most because we we receive a Toastmasters International magazine every month. When you uh-huh. join as a member, you uh-huh. receive the the magazine, right. and they have a little feature in it where Toastmasters, if they take a photo of themselves in some random place with mm-hmm. with their magazine, they'll feature in in the magazine, ah. and you know everywhere from the four corners of the globe, you oh, wow. you'll find. And by going to the Toastmasters International website. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you'll be able to see where the closest yeah. chapter is to and, you. And and if you're a member of like one or like if someone joins SEC Rough Riders and yes. they happen to like travel to Europe, then yes. they could find a, like a local club there and like show up to the meeting, right? Absolutely. I, I just spent the last seven months in Hong Kong. Oh. And, you know, there are Toastmasters clubs right throughout Hong Kong as mm-hmm. well. So you can join as a guest and visit uh, and meet up with fellow fellow Toastmasters um, and also join, can be a member of more than one club as well because oh. there are advanced clubs oh, too. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, lady and gents, I'm sorry to say that uh, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for coming in uh, today. A- any final words, uh, Cliff or Jack? Well, I think the open house is a terrific opportunity to get a taste of Toastmasters. And I think once it's like potato chips. Once you go to one meeting, you'll want to yeah. go to a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Thank you all for taking the time to come out and uh, out of your busy schedule and to come in here. Thank, Thank you, Sam. Sam. Thank you, Sam. Wonderful, wonderful. And for all of my listeners, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, I want to remind everybody who's local in New York City that uh, today, October 20th is the second meeting of our Conscious Business Collective. We had so many people come out to the first meeting last month when I kicked off this new group. Um, Tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about Um, revealing sort of the unconscious blocks that we sometimes have to wealth and abundance because sometimes we're not quite aware of it. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to build community. If you'd like to come, please, please, please email me or just go to the meetup group. Just go to meetup.com and do a search for Conscious Business Collective. The meeting is tonight, October 20th at 6.45 p.m. at an office down on 25th Street. We'd love to see you. Um, uh, As always, our meetings uh, from now until the end of the year will be the third Thursday evening of the month. If you can't make it tonight, perhaps you can make it in November or December. So I hope to see you there. Um, We had a wonderful turnout for the spoon bending workshop I did here um, this past Monday night. We will be doing another one uh, in November and in December. So if you missed it, I hope you can come to uh, one of the other ones. And I will be posting, I promise, on on our website, on our meetup group, I will be posting more. We're going to be doing more sort of uh, uh, healing group meditation on, around different topics over the next uh, coming weeks. So please stay tuned. And of course, if you are uh, to find out about all of these events, I always post them in the Talking Alternative newsletter. If you've not joined our mailing list, please go to our website website talkradio.nyc and subscribe to the newsletter that you can put your your email address right there in the top of the um, website and get subscribed to a newsletter will keep you up to date on the topics for all of our upcoming shows every week and the newsletter goes out twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays it'll keep you up to date on uh, just uh, at the bottom of the newsletter is about all the upcoming events please make sure you subscribe so thank you all my loyal listeners thank you uh, George, GP, and Nancy on the Facebook live stream for coming in as well. We will have, um, oh, we have a wonderful guest coming in next week. You're going to have to subscribe to the newsletter to find out who. And we've got some great shows lined up uh, from now until the end of the year. So thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. 
Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 